Hey, I'm Matthew. And I'm Colleen. And we have four kids, and they're supposed to be in bed sleeping by now. We are exhausted, so we thought, why not do a podcast where people can listen to our end-of-the-day conversations with each other? You'll laugh, you'll cry, maybe you'll learn something. No, who are we kidding? We're just a couple of exhausted, mostly crazy, very happily married Christians. Are you ready, Colleen? I was born ready. My middle name is ready. Well, my middle name is Chimichanga. (laughs) I must be hungry. (laughs) Good evening. Hello, everybody. It really is nighttime. I know that we have recorded in the past when it was not. um, So I feel like maybe... Well, just last time. Not always. Okay, well, I feel like we've broken a couple of rules. Twice. In 44 <laughs> episodes, lot, we have we've done it twice in the daytime. I have high standards. Yeah. <laughs> they are higher than mine. <laughs> That's for sure. So one thing that we realized that we were messing up on. So I got sick, and then we were out for three weeks, mm-hmm. and then we started recording again, and I felt like something was off. And then I realized we weren't doing the get to know us better. Yeah, whoops. Sections of the podcast. Sections? What is it called when you record something? Blurp. And there's a, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a boo-boo. I don't know. Faux pas? What? No, I, no? I, you know, the, a portion. A portion, maybe? Okay. We have a portion of a podcast. Oh, yeah, okay. That we do that. Section. <laughs> Go back to section. It's not that. It, it's not that at all. Yeah. So you can literally tell that we're doing this at night again because we're exhausted. It is Sunday night. We had house church. We had a very encouraging time. We had a new family show up. Um, I put out road signs. Um, I put out a few few road signs that guide people from the highway to our home, and um, we. Me and a couple of the kids had gone out and gotten some some stuff this morning, and so I came back and had uh, hadn't used the restroom all morning. So I run into the restroom, and right when I go into the restroom, Colleen, you knocked on the door. So sorry, and said, "Hey, can you come out here?" And I was like, "Right, like right now." And you <laughs> so said, sorry. "You said yes right away." Yeah. And so immediately <laughs> so sorry. I think that a child is, is hurt and you're trying not trying to get me not to panic. Yeah. So Which in the future I will just mostly tell you somebody's hurt and you need to get out here. Well, of course, but I thought, you know, you're just trying to be tactful about it and not sure. get me to panic <laughs> sorry. in the bathroom. So I run out and there's a man standing mm-hmm. in our living room. It's true. And I was a little taken aback. And but it was a guy who had seen our road signs, and so he decided to come early mm-hmm. and just say, "What are you guys about?" Yeah, it was so which cool. is excellent because yeah. uh, I think I've said this in the past, but you walk into somebody's home uh, f- for any reason, mm-hmm. and you don't know them, that's uncomfortable. But when you go into their home for a house church, mm-hmm. it can almost be more uncomfortable because yeah. there's so many uh, different variations mm-hmm. of what people believe their whatever assembly or service or whatever should be. And so he asked great questions and we just told him we're as simple as they get. We, Mm -hmm. we like to sing some songs and we like to 
have a good lesson um, that somebody's prepared and then we have good discussion and then we have good fellowship around mm-hmm. the dinner table. Yeah. That's what we do every Sunday. So um, anyways, we had a really good fellowship with them and, and the others that had come. And so we're, we're back to that and, and I'm still, you know, a little horse, uh, horse is a horse, of <laughs> You're course, a of horse. course. Hey. Nee. <laughs> I'm a horse. We are tired. Yeah. I don't know why that was funny. I'm sorry, y'all. So getting back to the get to know us better portion yeah. so of you forgot. the bet get to know us better <laughs> portion of the podcast. Get to know us better. <laughs> Since it's been a long time. Okay. I'm gonna let the lady go first. Okay. Tonight. Um so uh, I think I want to tell about a couple of my, I used to drive a way worse car story. Okay. <laughs> my story trumps your story. And these stories are always fun to do, um, I think, because it kind of creates a me too. And then everybody has a story about a junky car that they used to drive. Yeah. So um, my parents uh, paid to let us go to a private Christian school. Uh, the public school option was not good for us, for our location. And so um, there was a lot of sacrifice that we all had to basically chip in. And it was really wonderful. Um, You guys were raised in the Detroit area. Correct. So the schooling system would have been more questionable there than maybe in a rural area, you know, public school area. It was more of an inner city uh, sort of school. So uh, it was was a little rough and... um, there wasn't a lot of education going on. So they um, they paid for us to go to a private school. And so most of my friends there had uh, more money than what we did. And this goes along with the story because uh, it was always embarrassing to me uh, in the moment to drive in our older cars. They weren't brand new. They ran um I think my dad used to say, well, it gets you from point A to point B. And some of them barely. <laughs> um, and we always ran them into the ground. That was another saying around around our house. My dad is a really good mechanic. So he was able to keep a car for a very long time because he'd just keep fixing it. And we'd be like, no, <laughs> just let it die. That thing is old and rusty. And it's just, please, let's get a new car. But no, my dad always managed to fix everything Uh and so for a girl, like, I don't know, like, I felt like I wanted a really cute little Volkswagen bug or, you know, and I didn't. So uh, we had a Buick and it was pretty big. And one day it rusted into place. I'm very short. And so not everybody was. And the last person who drove was much taller than I. And so... um I got chosen to take the Buick because that was the only uh, car that I could take. When you say rusted into place, what do you mean? Oh, okay. So you know when you can put the seat back? Yeah. You, you sound like the car rusted into place. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm tired. Thank yeah. you for clarifying. Yeah. So when you put the seat back, whoever yeah. so put it back the last, the place. seat had rusted into place. Okay. Okay. I'm glad I asked. Me too. I was sitting there confused. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Anyway, so I get into the car and I go to jiggle the seat up closer to the pedals and I can't because it's rusted into place. So I go in and I say, Hey, I can't fix the seat. And they're like, yeah, figure it out. 
I'm sure it was much nicer. But in my brain, that's essentially what happened. And I went in. I'm like, what am I going to do? And I reach in the back and my dad had snacks and he had a Pringles can. And so I put the Pringles can behind my back and that's how I drove to school. How <laughs> nice. The Pringles can kind of propping me up. Sure. So and you had was, blocks on your feet so you could hit the gas pedal. I didn't pedal. either. <laughs> I did not have blocks. But um, then I had to grab, um, like, you know, those old telephone, uh, the yellow pages. Yeah. I had to sit on the yellow pages because the seat had like kind of sunk a little bit. Nice. So I sat was on the Was this the LeSabre? No, that, no, that was another story. So then we were going to buy a new, new to us car and it had like gold trim. Yeah. And I was like, please don't make me drive it. It was like a forest green with a gold trim around like everything. It was so ugly, but it was newer. And so that was going to be great. But I was like. Was that the one that wouldn't stop honking? Oh, no, that's another one. <laughs> so then we had a Plymouth Sundance, which that's is just a little. Thing, you know. Yeah, this one's my, the one that gave me the most stories because that was my the main car that we uh, girls would drive to and from school. And we lived 30 minutes from ed- everywhere. It's just how it is in the city. But, um, yeah, so driving to school one time, the speedometer was not only broken, but... So we couldn't tell how fast we were going, but it also wouldn't really exceed, say, 25 to 30 miles an hour, and that was annoying, but then it even got worse because then the horn broke, like, I don't know, there's like a wire maybe or something, and it like came unhooked, and so it would honk all the time. Right. So I'd be going down city traffic, honking my horn, <laughs> and only going about 30 <laughs> That's an awesome You're story. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was so embarrassing. Lay on the horn. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that's it. That's a really good story. Yeah. Well, that's embarrassing. And you, yeah. Yeah. But it was really good. Like, <laughs> these really embarrassing stories, I, I now, like, I don't embarrass very easily. Sure. Not and after you drive down Detroit highways nope. with your, your <laughs> Honk horn. Honking your going. horn. <laughs> Going 30. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty yeah. funny. Any so it was really good for my Bad kid? car stories? Oh, I have tons, but I think I'll stop there. Okay. I think three is enough. Pringles can, yellow pages, honking my horn, yeah. gold trim. Yeah. My story is much shorter uh, tonight, but I, I got to thinking about um, a kind of a f- funny story. So I recorded, when I was in college, I recorded a an album where I had um, myself, I was playing guitar and singing, but... I also had guests who would show up and, and play background guitar or have some uh, other input into the album. Anyways, it was our it was my first try at an album and and had a really good uh, studio engineer type guy who who was down the hall and he had excellent he had recording equipment in his room and he recorded my album. Anyways, so. Uh, I don't. I can't listen to it now. I the kids still listen to it. They love it over and over. Yeah, yeah which is, kills me. But you know, you're your own worst critic. Anyways, so your sister mm-hmm. uh, was and at, tell me if I'm wrong on some of the story. She went to do like a Habitat for Humanity type mm-hmm. yeah. thing in the place she was living. Mm-hmm. Was she going to school in Nashville or something I think it was at the Nashville. time? Yeah, and um, and so she goes to this Habitat for Humanity and. Kenny Rogers shows up. Sure. To do, uh, maybe he was court ordered. 
or something <laughs> for a DUI. I don't know. But uh, he, uh, so he shows up to do Habitat for Humanity with, with these college students. And so your sister was uh, at some point playing my album. Right. On like they had music playing. And so yeah. she like put my album on. Yeah. Which still blows my mind. Yeah. And Kenny Rogers walked over to your sister and said, <laughs> who is that? And she said, oh, that's my brother-in-law. And it's his music. And, and I can't, well, do you remember what he said? No, not word but for word. But he said something like, well, that, that really rocks. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. He really enjoyed it, whatever. Yeah. It was affirmative. I, yeah. So he said, and I, I need, we need to ask her if she mm-hmm. remembers exactly, but, it, but I quoted him for years mm-hmm. because I was able to say my claim to fame was Kenny Rogers <laughs> likes my music. He does. Even though I'm not sure if that's a great thing or not. But, uh, but hey. Hey, Kenny Rogers is a well-known name. And he said positive things so about there you go. my college dorm room recorded yeah. album. So that was that's my story. Is, that's a good one. Oh, Kenny Rogers liked my music. Yes, he did. Yeah. Did you have some questions you wanted to ask me, run by me? Sure. Based on a class that you're going to teach on Wednesday. Yes. So... um. This week's class, uh, at least the goal, is to talk about um, words and define them. So um, I actually need to find it. So hold on. You're not prepared. I am. It's just we don't have I closed the thing. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, wait, wait. Um, okay, so uh, language can be used, um, I guess, to... I'm so brain dead, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, To help define what you're talking about. (laughs) And I need some right now. (laughs) No. um, And so there's a lot of different terms that have kind of morphed into different meanings, right? So like 500 years ago, the word nice, it meant foolish or stupid. Now it doesn't mean that. And yeah. so we we find that words over time can change in their meaning. Right. Um, and then we find that there are, are new words that have been created um, based upon uh, our confusion within our own gender, um, identity. And there's a lot of things that the kids just don't know what they mean. Uh, one of our kids asked what a lesbian was. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you don't know that. So that's kind of what spurred on this class is just to go over all of these terms that are floating around so that when they hear them, they kind of know what I'm talking about or what's being discussed. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm kind of curious what you think as far as the ages of our children, whether or not you think that they're all as a group ready to handle the definition of all of these terms. What? I mean, are you going to tell me what the terms are? Oh, you want a list of the terms? Well, no, I I mean, so these are these like worldly terms Mm -hmm. of sinful situations or what? Yeah. So like... What is homosexuality? What is heterosexuality? What is uh, transgender, cisgender? Um, what is identity? What is expression? What is 
sexual identity, what is sexual expression. There's like all these new terms that are coming out. What is binary? What is, um, well, I don't even know what all those things mean. So you might come to class. Well, no, because I don't care. Sure. When I hear that nonsense, I just, I just shut, shut it off because it's stupidity to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we need to know the definitions of anything other than um, the way that God made us mm-hmm. as, as you know, male and female and what our biblical roles are. And that's it. These, these worldly things, they're just, there's, they're developing another sexual identity every single day. So why do we need to know the definition of each one when we hear anything other than, you know, I mean, you know what heterosexual is and you know what homosexual is. And so you just define it biblically as uh, the way God created you and the way that the world believes that you should be. And that's about it. So I don't know that the children need to be memorizing definitions of each one of these things or really even knowing them, Hmm. especially at their age. It's not important. And I think it can be too confusing. And I think it can be too, um, like, there's just too that that I don't, I think it may be more weight than they can handle. Because, like I I said, when I hear these terminologies of what, like you said, cisgender or what, Mm I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because I don't care. I don't care what any, any of it means. And so um, if it's the boys, I think, can identify already. Mm-hmm. You know, our youngest boy now is a nine-year-old boy. And we are very, uh, we've been very open with them when they hear something or when you and I are discussing some, some kind of crazy thing going mm-hmm. on in Sodom and Gomorrah mm-hmm. that, that we live in. And they might ask, and so we're we're straightforward with them about the sinfulness of it. And they go, what? You know, like, mm-hmm. just crazy to me that, you know, a dude would dress up as a girl and find that normal, that kind of thing, right, or right. whatever. But when it, comes to, when it comes to modern day definitions, I'm not certain that that's as important as, well, I don't, you know, I, mm-hmm. maybe you will find that to be something that they need to have more knowledge of, and we can discuss that. But that's my opinion. And maybe I'm just being stubborn and maybe I'm tired. Like right now, you know, I'm just, I get to the point, I get to this point where uh, the world only gets so much of my time. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to know all of the crazy, ridiculous, sinful nonsense that's going on in the world to know that there is crazy, ridiculous, sinful nonsense going on around me. I know where the Bible wants me to stand, mm-hmm. and that's because we are in the Bible all the time. Right. And I know without needing a definition of when I see sin. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know why the pink-haired dude in a dress mm-hmm. is doing the wrong thing. I, I, I know that already. I know he needs help. I know he's probably mm-hmm. had trauma. You know, I know he 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 has issues, and I know he needs to be loved, and I know he needs to be straightforward talked to mm-hmm. by somebody mm-hmm. in his life that loves him. If they if he has anybody that loves him, but I don't need to I don't need to know his his fifty eight genders that he's choosing from. You know, mm-hmm. I don't need any of that nonsense. And here's what's funny: I think I think that the person who calls himself a homosexual. Mm-hmm. Probably thinks all that stuff is silly too. I think they know they're a guy 
or they know they're a girl. They just identify as having sinful urges that go the opposite way. I think that the government and I think that Satan has so influenced media to start conf- that's why I get so riled up yeah. about all this. I think Satan has so confused so tried to confuse the you know and push it through the media towards our Christian children all of these confusing mm-hmm. pronouns and whatever it is. You can tell I'm getting riled up. No, not. But I think that <laughs> you mean, might want to re relook at defining these things to the children. And would it be helpful to, well, I, I mean, cause they're asking when you and I were kids, we had, we had, we, you were either a, a heterosexual or you're homosexual. Yeah. And now there's 102 bloody blah sexuals. But do they need so to So why know do it? we, because of the world need to keep up with all that nonsense? That's to garbage. To defend against it? No. No. You have sin and you have the Bible. You have God. That's all you need to know. So make, you know, continue to do what you're doing and what we're doing and 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 immersing our children in in the Bible and in God and they'll be able to identify sin. They don't when the next person comes up and says I'm a McDonald's sexual or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to know that he's attracted to the Big Macs at McDonald's? <laughs> sure. I don't need to know any of that. All I know is he worships a Big Mac sexually. Well, of course that's wrong. You know, I, I'm yeah. just making this up. But, sure. Well, I, I, I don't. Maybe I'm not making it up. Maybe this exists. Hmm. But the reason that I, I say this is, the world is is already confusing in enough of a place. Let's make sure that we're we're not defining what the world says is is the appropriate word or inappropriate or offensive or whatever. Let's go with the Bible. We're offensive people. Mm -hmm. Christians, if they are not socially, and I say this, they're not socially in the world, Mm -hmm. they're going to be offensive. Mm -hmm. We are offensive. We're an offensive people. Jesus was very offensive. And and, and we should be the same. We should go out into the world and say, I'm going to say what the Bible says, regardless of what you think. I don't care about your feelings. God doesn't care about your feelings. God cares about what's right and wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. We get too far into these feelings and emotions and and definitions and all right. I'm done with my rant. That's no, it, no and, and I might have read I, you wrong, but no. I, I think that we need to really. You don't. I don't think you need to tell the boys that nonsense. Well, now my class might be different. Stay tuned. <laughs> now I've got her thinking because I went I'm on thinking. a rant and I'm tired, so my brain's going to yeah. be a little bit slower. Yeah. So I'm glad we'll, we did the get to know you better first, because now I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, I and I just and I, you know you get me started on that kind of stuff, and I'm like, I'm not afraid to admit I have no idea what the bloody gender is, whatever, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care. I just don't care. You're you're either in the Bible and you understand what you what you're expected to be, mm-hmm. and you, you know we all have struggles, right? Mm-hmm. We all have a, a Satan is always pushing that one thing that makes us struggle. Mm-hmm. That that one sin maybe or multiple I don't know if it's multiple, but as Christians who get into the Bible we go okay I know where Satan's hitting me right I know where he's tr- the, what 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 buttons he's trying to push to get me to to fall into sin to fall right. away from God and that's what's important yeah. if we are surrounding ourselves in Scripture and God in prayer then we'll identify without having to 
define mm-hmm. what the world says. We don't need to define it. We know what's right and wrong. And 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 that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and my opinion is correct. <laughs> <laughs> it is also that. So we'll get some sleep. Yeah. We'll sleep on it. And and I'm a, I'll I'll pray about it right now. Okay. Yeah? Yes, please. God, you know, I just went on this on this rant about about these 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 worldly definitions that that people are trying to keep up with and, and all this and, and God just help us to be an example of of simplicity to the boys. You know, right right and wrong is really not that hard to identify when you are when you're soaking yourself in your word and and you're in constant prayer as Christians who have the Holy Spirit in them. You just pray, God, have your spirit guide me in how I think and in how I feel about these things. And, and it, whether they're, you know, right or wrong feelings, just God guide me in how I need to, to understand situations that I get myself into, conversations that I hear and may be expected to engage in. Especially for our boys who are growing up, they're around other boys now, they're around other kids now, and they're hearing these things and they're asking us questions. And we have to come out and say, look, this is what's important. This is what's not important. God, help us to weigh how much our kids can handle and help us to be able to present that to them in a timely fashion and in a way that helps them grow up as a Christian warrior for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tired Christian Parents podcast. You can follow us on Gab at Tired Christian Parents, or you can email us at Parents at protonmail.com. We'll see you next time.